According to ancient Hawaiian Huna, when this physical journey is over and you step over, I believe that there is the consciousness survives the physical body. When the physical body expires, you're going to be asked two questions, which are essential. One of the questions is, did you learn enough? And the second question is... Today's guest is an author, multiple business owner, and is a master trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, Dr. Adriana James. When we are in control, the neurology of the body is perfectly adjusted to respond to the environment. Is that what you're sort of saying? It's about actually finding the fulfillment and the enjoyment in the journey. Each values level has a as a entry point. The second is you're doing it full on, and then it's an exit. You have to walk the walk, not only talk the talk. Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family, where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating, and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. All right, guys, today's guest is an author, multiple business owner, and is a master trainer of neuro-linguistic programming. Coming from a background of a music career and facing her own problems that life was throwing at her, she sought after Dr. Tad James to learn about the science of human potential and NLP and became a certified trainer of NLP back in 1998. She's since gone on to continue her studies in the alternative modes of consciousness, where she received her PhD and has written four books on consciousness, human potential, and even the secrets of the ancient Hawaiian Huna. So please help me welcome the woman who went from being a professional violin player who played all over Europe and Australia to now the director and head trainer of the largest NLP training company in the world and having trained it now for over 25 years, my friend, Dr. Adriana James. Well, Morgan, thank you for having me. I really appreciate and I appreciate your show and everything you do. You're doing a great job, my friend. Likewise, likewise. I've, I've obviously, uh, you know, I've been on similar journey to, I guess, fully how it started for you the last like eight to nine years for me has just been this absolute obsession on human potential, behavioral psychology, neuroscience, all these sorts of things. And then, so obviously one thing leads to another, then one day I'm reading up on who is Dr. Adriana James? Who is this woman? And then I'm seeing all these things and next minute, I just completed my NLP trainers training with you as well. And I'm like, man, this woman is a badass. She's done many things. <laughs> she knows a lot of things. So we were obviously <laughs> having a chat for such a long time before we even record this. So like there's a million different ways we can go. But I want to start on, you know, one thing that I actually am fascinated uh, by Yadrana is all of the ancient learnings and stuff you've studied. Like we, we, you're you're talking all about ancient Huna and the philosophies and and like the magic, for lack of better terms. Talk to us. Can we start there? Can you talk to us about a where did the fascination and where did the learnings like where did the the uh, where did it first come from for you to be like I'm gonna start learning all ancient philosophies, and uh, I I want to start there and see where it goes because I'm absolutely fascinated on that topic of like the Egyptian times, the Hawaiian times, all the, 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 the era that is just not around anymore. And I'm fascinated of the things you've learned from back then. Are you sure it's not around anymore? <laughs> well, t- dive in, teach me, tell us, let's talk about it. Cause I, I just got back from Egypt as well. And that's why I think it's probably on my, on my mind. I'm like, I'm fascinated about all this. Have you, seen the grand, you- have you seen the grand pyramid? Have you been in the grand pyramid? That's it, the main one, right? The, the oldest one. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I think Chaos, I've been yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Me too, me too. I several times. It's 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 a it's an incredible experience. How how did it start for me? Uh, you're gonna laugh, but this is funny. So here I am, nine year old. I'm growing up with my grandmother, 
And I, one day, I, I, I remember very clearly, I, I have such a vivid memory of this. And I, and I went to her and I said, Grandma, what's this life all about? And she looks at me like, what do you mean? And I go, yeah, we're working to build walls around us to have a nice house to live in, to have a nice car, to have a nice vacation, to... Is this all about? Now, my grandmother was, was a very down-to-earth natural healer. She didn't know how she was doing it, but she knew the secrets of herbs. She knew the secrets of, you know, energy and so on and so forth. She was simply doing it. She didn't know how to explain what is it. So she didn't have like, like we do in NLP, we have a series of steps. You do this, 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 and then, you know, you get that result. No, she didn't have any of that, right? So that, that started, that started me. And, and I, was a normal child. I, I continued, you know, with my violin violin career because I, I started very early doing music. And then I, I stumbled uh, when I was in my early 20s on a book, The Ways of the, uh, what was it, The uh, um, Warrior? Uh, what was it now, the name of the book? Uh, something something along those lines. I, I, I can't recall right now. And again, it was about something that the mind, the mind does something. And unless we know the mind and we know how this thing that we call the mind operates, we can't change anything. And the journey that we have here is, is in, in, this, in this physical body and this reality is a journey of growth and development. And I go, okay, that, that's easy for me to understand. It's normal, yeah, right? But what is it about the mind? So I continued it with my studies. I continued with my career. I changed countries several times. And then uh, about maybe, what, 28 years ago, whatever, I, I went to, <laughs> you're going to laugh, Morgan. I, I went to have a tarot reading. I was in Sydney, in Australia. And because, you know, I wanted to know my future. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Little that I knew at the time, right? And so the lady that was supposed to do the tarot reading for me was busy. So I'm, I'm waiting in, uh, in a mind-body healing center, like one of those things in Sydney, right? And uh, they do hypnotherapy, they do energy work, they do Reiki, they do yoga, they do all sorts of things, like one of those centers. And here is this lady that, that you know, I'm, I'm waiting in the lobby and she comes and talks to me. This is why are you here? Now, Morgan, you need to know something about me. When I do something, I do something well. I mean, I, I won't bother to do a mediocre job. Why bother? You know, I yeah. mean, if you bother to start something, do it well. Do it to the best of your capabilities, do it well. So, but I'm very good also at complaining. I was. <laughs> so for about 45 minutes, I complained to this lady. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like the other. I don't like the people. I don't like the house. I don't like my relationship. I don't blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and my, she must have had the patience of an angel because she listened to me for about 45 minutes, complaining. And then she asked me an NLP question. I had no idea that's an NLP question, but I had no idea what NLP was at the time. But it was an NLP question. You recognize it. She says, okay, you told me what you don't want anymore. What do you want instead? Hmm. And for the first time in my life, I'm a talker, you see me. But, but, but for the first time in my life, my mouth opened like this. And I didn't know what to say because I had this very hazy idea of a, I put in air quotes here, better life, happier life. Now, what does that mean? Better what? One ounce of what is more is better or, or what? Like, you know, more money, more what? $10 more in your pocket overall. It's more money. You got $10 more. Yeah. But is this what you want? So then I understood that indeed, I don't know. I don't know a lot. That led me into NLP. Mm -hmm. Now, I started NLP, little I knew about NLP, that actually NLP is, now I'm going to say something that's going to surprise you. NLP is magic. Is the magic of language. Is the magic of changing the mind, changing what has been imprinted there from when you were one, two, three years old, when you're like a little sponge absorbing everything from your environment, good and bad and the ugly, everything changing the, the limitations that, that you put on yourself. I can't do more than X. I'm not good enough. I'm not capable enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not 
I can't, I can't be a leader. I can't be a business owner. I can't, I can't get or all this stuff, which it doesn't even belong to us. But I didn't know. I didn't know. But NLP, as you think of it, think of what's the word grimoire, which is the old books of spells. Grimoire, grammar. And spells, what are spells? Is spells come spelling. The use of language, the intelligent use of language, in other words, changes the mind. And what is magic? Let me define magic and how I see it. Magic is simply the ability to change the environment around you with the power of your mind. Mm. I said a mouthful there, I know. <laughs> I said the mouthful. But it's, it's the capability of, of, of changing your environment. Now, this is, this is a big claim. And then I started learning from ancient teachings because I met Ted. Ted was highly initiated in the ancient Hawaiian Huna you know, practicing the ancient ways. He also studied, you know, the old Sanskrit teachings. He was a disciple of Maharishi and, you know, he did transcendental meditation. He did it all, right? And then I started, I started reading books and studying because my PhD is in esoteric study. I studied, you know, the, the old uh, European magic. I studied the old Egyptian magic. I started, I studied the Hawaiian, you know, and also the, the Pacific rim, all uh, the type of, uh, of, ritualistic shamanistic traditions i i have good friends in the australian you know the native population of australia uh, traditions because one of my friends is actually the hereditary uh, chief tribe in western australia in one of the tribes there and and uh, she by the way she's trained in up to master practitioner in nlp but she she doesn't see any conflict mm. because there is no conflict See, people think about NLP always as this conscious mind, all logic and reason. And on one hand, it is, it's true. But on the other hand, if you practice it and you change this thing that we call this elusive mind, it changes our consciousness. And that promotes growth, first of all, individually, but also it promotes far more than that. What is that far more than that? It promotes the expansion of consciousness further into the invisible. See, I like a metaphor that uh, a professor at the University of Southern California and working in neurophysics, his name is Don Hoffman. And he has a metaphor in which he says, all we can see with our five senses and limited perception, yeah, is like the icon on the screen of the computer. You, you, you know, you click on an icon and it opens this thing and then and, and, and you do whatever you need to do. Yeah, you open this app and so on. You see the icon, mm -hmm. but you don't see what's behind that. What makes that icon open that program and do whatever you want it to do? What is the hardware? What is the everything? It says, and, and that's the metaphor. It says, human beings with our perception, with our five senses, which are very limited in nature, yeah, we can perceive only the icons on the screen. We have no idea what's behind that. So that's fascinating to me because there is a correlation between that and the ancient teachings. The ancient teachings are just simple words to describe the same thing. So that's how the two are, 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 are one and the same in my mind. It's just different avenues to do the mm. same thing. So what, what is, uh, like what, what's, what's been the most fascinating thing or like what, or what's something that we as humans right now in 2023, what's something that we could actually take and like, like a great principle, a great way of living, a great way of treating people and ourselves, or in your opinion, what's something absolutely just fantastic that we could take from the way that the ancient Egyptians or Hunas or Aboriginals or, or the, the whole ancient generation did things? You know, the first thing that comes to mind, and it's just the first thing that comes to mind, probably I have a bunch more to say, but this is the first thing that came to mind. You know, this old adage, the old saying, know yourself, Mm -hmm. actually is know thyself and people go yeah 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 know myself how do you do that what does it mean because we are as you said 2023 and intelligence is not about knowing everything without question intelligence is the ability to question everything you need you think you know 
Very different, very different approach. Yeah. So to me, it's okay. The process of knowing ourselves, who are you? Who are you really? And when you ask people this question, they'll say, well, I'm George, I'm Anne, I'm Mary, I'm Kathleen, I'm and so on and so forth. Right? No, that's not Mm. who you are. That's your name. Oh, I'm a father, I'm a mother, I'm an engineer, I'm a doctor, I'm an IT uh, engineer, and so on and so forth. No, that's your function. That's not who you are. Listen, the English language tells us this, speaking of language, right? I have a hand, I am not hand. I have a heart, I am not heart. I have legs, I have eyes, I have ears, I am not any of this. So who are we? Who are we? Who, who are you? Good question. So I'm not, I'm not even my mind because I say my mind. I'm not say I am a mind. I say I have anger. I'm not say I am anger. So we are not our, not even our thinking. We're not even our emotions. Good question. And this is a process of discovery. This is a process of discovery, Morgan, because see, in, in, the, in, in this process, who, who are you really? And no matter what, what, what answer comes to mind immediately, you're more than that. And then you have another answer and then you actually are not even that. You're more than that. And that's a journey of discovery which doesn't, which doesn't happen overnight. But, you know, to, answer, to come back to, to, to the question you asked, the process of knowing yourself, that's the process that promotes one, pushes one to growth, to uh, self-development. And by the way, don't think that this happens only on the spiritual stuff. And when it's being spiritual, people think and look always up. No, it happens everywhere in all what we as human beings are. Meaning we're here in this physical dimension. We're doing business. We're doing careers. We're doing everything. So growth in career, in business, entrepreneurship, family relationships, community involvement, and so on and so forth. All of that interaction with others with all its its pain and sorrows and difficulties and blockages those are the things actually that teach us the most Mm. now it's very hard to deal with that if you don't know what to do and this 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 is a sad thing because if i was in charge i would take a magic wand say i got a magic wand here and i will say poof and everybody would learn will, will begin from school to learn nlp and timeline therapy to learn the fact that we are not stuck. We can be stuck, yes. Yeah, 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 I agree. And many people are stuck. I agree with that too. Yeah. And a prep talk and, and, and a nice rah, rah, rah moves us off that position. But if we don't change something inside, if we don't change what inside specifically? So if we don't change our beliefs, our decisions, our attitudes, our motivations, our, our values, our meta programs, these are NLP jargon terms, yeah, but which are internal filters, right? If we don't change that and we are dig our heels and get stuck into the old ways, there is no progress. And here now, speaking of ancient Hawaiian Huna, it's a great wisdom and, and it, it's worth actually hours of meditation. Because according to ancient Hawaiian Huna, when this physical journey is over and you step over and, and, and you're, I, I believe that there is, the consciousness survives the physical body. So let me put it forward from the beginning. I'm not a, I'm not a scientific materialist to say, okay, I'm just, just an accident, a blip in the universal thing. And, mm. you know, when I die, goodbye, nothing. No, I, I, I don't believe in that. But I believe that consciousness survives. But when the physical body expires, you're going to be asked two questions, which are essential. One of the questions is, did you learn enough? And the second question is, did you love enough? Think of that. Yeah. You, you were talking a lot about change, right? And this, this is the thing. And one, one time I, I, w- I was speaking somewhere. Um, I was speaking somewhere and I, and I was... I was talking, but I think I opened something like how many of you want to change or who wants to change or something like that. And I get off stage and somebody says to me one time, they're like, Morgan, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say who wants to change because no one actually wants to change. And I thought about it for a second. I said, mm, no, I think that's bullshit. I think this is, <laughs> this is my opinion. So I'd love to know what, yeah, what you think. Yeah. I'm like, my opinion is 
people who are fixed in their ways, closed-minded, you know, the fixed mindset, and they actually believe their story that they are who they are. They cannot improve. They cannot get better. If they were, if they weren't part of the lucky sperm club when they were born, then they'll never succeed, never have everything they want. And if they believe that, then of course they would never want to change because it's scary. But I believe right. that people who love growth and their growth mindset it and they're open-minded and they want to experience and they want to evolve and they want to tap into their highest potential, they love change because me, sign me up to anything. If someone's like, hey, you want to change? I said, yeah. Ooh, what else can we get to? Like, what's that next low? I love it. So talk to us about what, why do you think, why do you think some people would be resistant to change uh, and some others be absolutely just obsessed with it? Like obviously you and you and me are. I find change interesting. I find change exciting to me. It's like, as, as, as you just said, what else is there? How can, how can mm. I, you know, achieve that? How can I improve? How can I grow? How can I become better? And in the process, the, the paradox is people will say, oh, but that's so selfish. No, because in the process, I transmit that and I interact with others as well. You see, it, it's, it's not just for me. It never works that way in my world, at least. So how, how come that some people are stuck? This, this is, this is uh, the easiest way to, to explain this or to refer to it, to answer your question is to refer to, to what I call values levels, yeah. which, you know, I, I, I know quite a bit about values. I pretty much am, you know, wrote the book on values <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and so there are different ways of thinking on the planet today. Seven are acknowledged, uh, opening up eight and nine with, with, with all the change and transformation that happened. Let me, let me begin by saying that every one of us, no matter where we live on the planet, I don't care whether you're in Asia, in Australia, in South America, North America, in Europe, we all go through a massive process of change. Yeah. The good old times are not coming back. Sorry, if, if, if you're a believer and you wait there for the good old times to come back, they aren't. No, the change has started for a while and, and, and things are moving at a, at a, at a breathtaking space, uh, pace. So the easiest way to respond is that out of these different ways of thinking, the fourth one, which I call the fourth values level, represents people that feel threatened by change. They cherish certainty. They cherish stability the unchanging world. We figure out how the world works and, 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 and here is the change. Now, let me give you an example. So, so you know, I, my, my own father, you know, when he was alive, he was afraid of change. He found change so threatening that he actually didn't move from the, the, the apartment he lived in, where he moved in in the 70s and until two years ago when he died, he didn't move out. Because that much of a change to change that is his location from where he used to live into into a new place, he found threatening. I invited wow. him so many times to come and visit me in the States. Oh, I want so much to come to Las Vegas. I would like us, you know, Henderson is Las Vegas, right? Yeah. I would yeah. like so much. I said, Ted, get on the plane. I'll buy you tickets and, and just come over. Too threatening. Oh, no, 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 no. It's such a journey. No, what would I do? I don't know anything about that place. So that's indicative of a certain way of thinking. Now, interestingly enough, Morgan, the ways of thinking are not just because, uh, yes, they, they are also beliefs and they are everything, but also they are well, uh, ways of neurological development, meaning the neurology of the body is developed up to that level. And also... The way of thinking is related to your environment, your environment. And I don't mean the trees and the, you know, the, the, the natural environment. I mean the human environment, people. including, yeah, people, people, economic situation, financial situation, uh, technology, uh, all that sociopolitical econ uh, situation and so on and so forth. All of that represents the environment. Now, the environment gives us, uh, impinges upon our neurology. So we are receiving from the environment input, correct? Because we live in the environment. Oh, this happens, the other one happens. Oh my God, I need, oh, oh my job is in jeopardy, or I got a promotion, or what happens to my investments, or what happens to this and that, or my relationship, or my son, or my whatever, right? This is all from the environment. 
So the, the neurology of the body has to respond to that. Otherwise, we're in trouble. When we are in control, the neurology of the body is perfectly adjusted to respond to the environment. The coping mechanisms inside are perfectly adjusted to the environment. If they're not, people experience this trouble. So that's, that's, that's the thing. And the thinking also, the mind, the way we think, the beliefs, the values, the attitudes, everything that we have also contributes to that, what I call the way of thinking. <coughs> Pardon me. Right? So, so therefore, you, if I was you and I'm not you, and it's just my, my opinion, Morgan, you may want to approach different audiences differently. So when you have people we go, I found change threatening, you go, this is not about forcing you to change. This is not anything about change. But here is what I, you know, I, I, you know, present to you as a possibility. Mm. Now, the next way of thinking, which is called values level five, are the people who cherish change. They always want to improve something. They are the doers, the go-getters, the people that take action. They want to see things improve, get better. By definition, that's a completely different way of thinking. You can't blame either of them. It's not about matter of right and wrong. They're just different. Can we start, Adrian, can we talk, can you, can we go at level one and, and let's talk about level one all the way to seven and, t- and teach these people like, just so they've got a bit of an idea of like, obviously you wrote like a 20,000 page book about this, <laughs> not really, but an <laughs> amazing book well. right behind you is, is right. And like, so it's an extremely big conversation, right? So I get that, but can we simplify as much as we can? So if you can get a, a grasp understanding of the, sure. cause these are the, these are the, the levels of consciousness and, and a lot of, I think consciousness is becoming like a trending buzzword these days and people want to elevate. Values and, are directly connected to consciousness. That's yeah. why I titled my book values and the evolution of consciousness. Yeah. There is an absolute relationship like this between yeah. values and, and, and consciousness. Now, let me say one thing because yeah. people have this very hazy idea about what values is. Here comes this person and goes, these are your right values. And here comes the other person and goes, no, these are the, the, the good values and, and so on and so forth. You got so much input. And at some point it becomes what? I, I don't know this and it's that and it's the other and, and it becomes very confusing. So in, in, in what I'm concerned, simply values are what's important to you. Everybody has values. There is no such thing. He doesn't have any values. No. Yeah, there is no such thing. His values may be different from yours. Yes, that's true. But everybody has values, but people don't know their values. Why not? Because values operate at the unconscious level. Most of our values we are unconscious of. They're unconscious filters. Now, can we discover them? As you know very well, Morgan, yes, we can. NLP has a process and everything to discover your values and then it gives you a process to change them and all that. But I'm not going to go into that. But in, in a nutshell, and, and please understand, and, and all the viewers, you know, I'm giving you just a very, very, very narrow, yeah. just a thin yeah. line of a description because to teach values, it takes three, four days. Yes. <laughs> to go in depth in each values level. No, seriously. Yeah. So please understand this is just a, a, a little, you know, uh, bit to describe values level. So let's start from values level one. Values level one, it was, I don't know, maybe 100,000 years ago or more when we used to live in the forest in very small bands, more like animals, you know, like when you have families of animals, like families of lions, for instance, the same way. And at that time, think of human beings as being absolutely more like any other mammal. So only four things were important for survival. What is it? Fighting, fleeing, feeding, and sexual behavior, <laughs> right? <laughs> the four Fs, these right? Are, these, are, these, are, these are important for the survival of the species. Yeah. That's all. No consciousness of self, no consciousness of here's my cousin or my mother, no, 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 none of that. Now, progress, next values level, is values level two when people are coming together in tribes tribes or clans, and we still have values level one we don't have on the planet, unless you have a few years ago, I researched and they were still, they discovered in the Amazonian jungle, some families like this, which lived in the jungle. And I did see that actually. Yeah, there's actually those drone footage just recently, actually of this little tiny, and there's like the full um, 
and and they were like it was it was wild to see but if i was to assume uh i'd probably say values level mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. yeah yeah but but we don't encounter values level one in our daily daily life for sure no. and values level two is still present funny enough so it's still present in the idea of tribes but see when we say tribe it's interesting because it's also the idea of clan so there are small towns where everybody knows everybody else or there is the idea of the extended family you know all my cousins my parents my brothers sisters my 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 cousins my uh, second grand cousins and uh, you know the aunts and aunties and all of that you know that and you end up with 85 people mm-hmm. that's your clan right so then that's values level two and in values level two interestingly enough it's a it's a consciousness that refers to that as the authority figure and as the safety net for survival when people are people live inside their clan they refer to them for everything that relates to safety protection security and survival values level three now is the individual that breaks free from the from the from the clan usually these people are called the black sheep yeah they refuse to follow the traditions and the taboos of the old they break free. Usually the people that go make a career on their own. And, uh, and, and the first time values level three offers the, the consciousness of self. Now the, the person recognizes I am different and separate from all these people that are my family and my clan. And I have different beliefs and I different, you know, approaches to life and I'm going to go conquer the world. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty aggressive type of values level. And not because these people are ugly or, or, or less intelligent. By the way, values levels have nothing to do with intelligence. You can have a super intelligent values level three and a super dumb values level six. So it has nothing to do with IQ. It's neurological, right? Mm. So how, 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 does, how does the whole of you uh, react to the idea of survival. And in values level three is like, I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to conquer everybody. I'm going to be the best, the meanest, the toughest, and I'm just going to make it. And you can see this attitude many times in business. If you look at some even transnational corporations, leadership who has this attitude, you can have, have this, you, you see this many times in sports. I'm just going to kill them. Right. And competition in business. I work with a client uh, from uh, from Iowa in the United States and his words were because that's why, you know, it's important to hear the words. He said, I killed the competition. He did. He worked in construction. He had a fantastic business and he killed his competition. He, he, he was literal. It was a good values level three. Yeah? Values level four now is is very different here. The person this is no more of anything that was in the past, but here's the person where is completely 100% and totally obedient to a system. Now, what's the system? It could be any system. It could be a religious system, Christianity, Judaism, um, um, East, East Indian-based Bhagavad Gita, Vedanta, um, Islam, you name it, whatever system it is, or it could be a system as the corporation. Yeah government who has a system or it could be absolutely all the governments in the world are values level four mm-hmm. as institutions now you have individuals inside that could be different but as are, institutions, are the governments the, values level four or like with yeah. three <laughs> oh individuals inside could be three absolutely right. and they yeah, are yeah yeah but that's why i'm saying as a structure as an yeah. institution is values level four it yeah. offers a system and as a book as a manual because all the rules in values level four must be written in a book. Mm. And the individual that does full on values level four is simply obedient to the system. Why? Again, because survival in this person's minds is assured by obedience to these rules and regulations. Because if I'm good and if I obey, the government will take care of me. Or this religion will take care of me or this whatever yeah but it's it's always this absolute obedience uh believe and do not question right the old the old thing mm. yeah most of most of the western world by the way is somewhat in values level four 
What's up, Dream Nation? Have you ever wondered how far ahead your life would have already been if you had got access to this type of content at a younger age? Look, this is why I need your help. I'm trying to build the number one personal development platform out there to teach you guys the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live your dream life and to bring the type of education that we all wish we had in school. This show only grows by word of mouth and new subscribers, so it would mean the world to me if you could smash that subscribe button right now, leave us a five-star written review or drop a comment below and share this episode with a friend, I would be forever grateful. All right, now let's get back into this episode. Yeah, and this is where like a lot of, it would, is it right by saying a lot of people would, when they feel trapped or stuck, they're more so here because isn't this really bound by guilt yes. from the past and fear of the future? Yes. Yes. And worry and Guilt stuff. is a big negative emotion that, that belongs to values level four. Shame is a big negative emotion connected to values level three. Guilt is very much values level four. And also the belief I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not capable enough. You know, I'm just a little unworthy creature. Still belongs to values level four. Now values level five, which I hinted at before, is the entrepreneurial uh, type of thinking. It's the person breaks free out of that goes, no, I, I've been obedient to all this. And look, I barely make it from month to month. I have a mind on my own. I'm going to train my mind. NLP has been born in values level five. Mm. It's been born in values level five. Because now we study this thing that we call our mind. And I realize that, oh, with my mind, I can change something. I can change my behavior. I can change this. And I can achieve what I want to achieve. And I don't rely, I'm not dependent, in other words, of anybody else. Values level five has to, has to do very much with independence, being my own boss, deciding on my own rules, driving my life the way I want, not the way somebody else tells me that I should. Very big difference. Very, very big difference. And I use the words advisably. Yeah. So five is very much into into private ownership of a business, very much into, as I said, independence, freedom of your own thought, uh, creative thought, um, possibilities, uh, go do it, go getters, uh, not sit on the fence like, you know, its predecessor values level six. What, now, what's, of course, what's, five. The, what's the difference in five and three? Because I know that they're quite similar. Right? So for somebody, for, for perhaps someone yeah, listening uh, to this yeah, and, and, three and they're is, like, three, Three is very aggressive. Uh-huh. Actually, if I was to say directly, values level threes are the best liar, cheaters, connivers in the world. No, 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 seriously. They have an attention span that's very short. And here is why they are good liars. They don't have, first of all, any other strategies in terms of complexity of their thinking of interacting with the world. They are pretty paranoid. Like every person they interact with, what do they want from me? I better, I better be more powerful than them because otherwise they'll take me down. That's, that's, mm. that's an unconscious type of thinking. So they're very aggressive, could be physically aggressive as well. So it's this aggression. It's also hormonal. Everything's connected, by the way, my friend, everything. Mm-hmm. Now, five, on the other hand, is still very go-getter, go-do it, non-aggressive. It's very much into, into what do you call it? very much into, uh, you could call it manipulation, but it's how do I work around, how do I bend the rules mm-hmm. a little bit so I can achieve what I want, but without breaking the rules. Yeah. Three doesn't care about breaking the rules. In fact, three loves breaking the rules. Yeah. How, 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 do, how, do, I, how, do, I, how do I cheat and how do I do this? How do I steal this without getting caught? You know, five doesn't do that. Five is, is more like a white collar crime, if you want, you know, like yeah. I manipulated the stock market here and I just defrauded my investors, but it's okay. I kind of like, I get a bunch of lawyers and I, you know, it doesn't always work, but it works in many cases as we, as we see. Yeah. So that's five. Yeah. And each values level, by the way, has good parts and bad parts. There is yeah, no definitely. such thing as, oh, this is good. And that each, each and every one of them has really good parts and really bad parts. Yeah. So uh, then values level six is when, when, when the entrepreneur goes, hold on a second. Who am I really? Is it just because I've been go, 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 workaholic all my life? In Japan, by the way, the good values level five, because I taught trainings in Japan for, for, for about seven years, right? So I, I got to know a lot of business people there. And they are so business driven 
were very successful, by the way, but so business driven that I don't remember the name of their kids. Mm. Because this work, 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 work all the time. I arrive home after the kids are asleep and I leave in the morning before the kids are up. And I work seven days a week and it's just, it's an enormous success. The ones that are successful, they are really successful. But there's a price to pay. And such a great business person that, you know, has achieved the top of the mountain and, you know, they're now in, in they, they can produce as much wealth as they want and so on and so forth. One day they wake up and they go, hold on a second. I am respected, I'm appreciated, but I don't have any friends. All my, my parties are business parties. Mm. I don't, I, I, I'm alone. I am, I am respected and envied, but people don't like me. Because I became this very cold-hearted, very much into figures, numbers, and all this extremely capable person. I've done lots of things to my company I, I, to change the world. I brought to the world this technology, this thing, the other, right? I'm, I'm talking about the good part of values level five. Our values level five, they bring to the world stuff that's not good for the world, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the good, the good business owner, you know. And is, is there a way of transitioning? Is it like, is that the only way for the people listening to this? If it's like, oh my God, so I have to go through, because I think I had this talk with you last time we were in person. I was like, Adriana, I'm really like five and I, I love it. Like I, I love yeah. it. And, and you're like, well, fives love five. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But, but yeah. When, when you're talking about like, you know, the one day they wake up and it's like, don't know if they're kids or they don't have the friends and all that. Is there a way to like get the learnings like right now and be like, oh, I'm just going to be aware that, hey, I'm not going to give up my, who I really am along the way. And, and is that what you're sort of saying? It's about actually finding the fulfillment and the enjoyment in the journey versus trying to achieve this land of happiness? Is that kind of what you're saying? Or What's the way you're asking? Yeah, well, like, what, so is, let, is it possible? Let, let to... me give you the rule. Let me give yeah. you the rule. Each values level has a, has a entry point. The second is you're doing it full on. And then it's an exit. You have to walk the walk, not only talk the talk before progress can happen. That's true for every values level, so it applies to values level five as well. Right now, artificially, sure, in other areas of life, and we can talk this, you know, after the show, if you want me to give you specific examples for you, you can introduce values level six and seven, but you got to be very wise about it because it's an artificial change which will drive you in a different direction because values are will drive and it drives your behavior and motivation. And if you do an unwise change and you don't know what you're doing, you're going to end up with a kind of a schizophrenic situation of split personality. Half yeah, of you will right. want to do this, that, and, and no, 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 that's not desirable, <laughs> right? But um, yes, you can introduce some values levels so that you don't become only this workaholic, cold-hearted, figures, numbers, and whatever person, which is the full-on five. But knowing you, Morgan, you're not that. You're no. not that. I, I, you already have a bunch of values level six in, 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 in your thinking that you, yeah. you already apply. Because I, I watch some of your shows. I watch some of your interviews. The way you think, absolutely. You may be doing full on five and enjoying five. Yes, nothing wrong with that. But you already have uh, some other values uh, from, from the upper values levels present in your consciousness and, 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 and in everything you do. And that's wonderful. That's, that's actually how to do it. And how to transition. Uh, in, and when to transition, sure you, can help your, sure you can help yourself by removing everything that prevents that transition to happen. And you know timeline therapy, you know how to let go of beliefs and how to change decisions and you know how to change strategies from NLP and these this are the how-to. Hmm. Yeah? But, but you need to be mindful of the consequences of what you do and expect your behavior and everything to change. And I think doing values level five nowadays, you are perfectly adjusted to the world because the world moves into values level five. Yeah. The whole world is, 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 is a big generalization and I'm gesturing here like this, you know, imagining the planet. Yeah. Cool. So where are we up to six? Talk to us about six. Yeah. What happens, what six happens is, now? So six, that, yeah. 
Sixes like the people like 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 Don Hoffman I mentioned before. People uh-huh. who are extremely having extremely complex thinking, yeah, extremely complex thinking, and they are usually in in fields that that push you know kind of like a breakaway fields of of endeavor, right? Uh, and and these are the people that go no 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 no. There is more than just what I see with my physical eyes, and they come and you know, it comes from physics, from mathematics, from this, from astrophysics, from they pull information from all these this this domains, and realize no, here is there is more to us or to me as a human being. But what is it? What is it? Because new age is not values level six, by the way. The new age movement is not six. There's some 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 elements of six inside of four. It's just another four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but but six is 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 the person that has a comp- very extremely complex thinking that expands beyond me and my little bubble in which I live right here. See, as, as we grow through values levels, also the expansion of our minds expand more and more in terms of space. As we move to values level seven, already the thinking involves the whole the whole planet. Now you know, and I know you know people that couldn't care less what's happening if they live in New South Wales. They don't care what's happening in Queensland. Yeah. Not to speak what's happening outside Australia. Not to speak what's happening. So let's say South Asia, Asia, and then what's happening on the whole planet. Not to speak of what's happening with where are we? Who are we as human beings in the grander scheme of things? Because I'm sorry, but to say it's my opinion and my belief actually that there is other life life in the in the universe. It's I think it's stupid and arrogant to think that we are the be all and do all of all the best the only thing in the in the in the universe. No, there must be other civilizations. There must be other life forms. You know, intelligent life forms out there. So who are we in relation to those? What are their technological advancements? How are they operating? Are they so good that they can virtually be what we call now, you know, the appearance of, of, of much of the UFO phenomena? I know UFO is also our own and our, our developments and so on and so forth for, for ages. But there are some things that are inexplicable that appear out of nowhere. Well, it's very simple to appear out of nowhere if you master the technology that allows stealth. Or maybe they're so good that that, that transcends what we call uh, parallel dimensions. But see, this is the thinking that appears in values level six. Mm. It's not the, oh my God, these are only the angels, then they appear, then whatever. Okay, what are the angels? Six asks. So that's values level six. Six is also concerned very much with uh, Morgan, and, and, and this is a concern of values level six. How am I not rejected by my trusted group of people that we are all aligned and we all think the same. In other words, six runs away from rejection and acceptance in a selected group of people. This time is not the book and the system. It's just my friends, my selected group of people that we are on the same mind level. How am I, am I, am I, what am I doing? Everything I need to do because this acceptance in this group ensures my, my welfare and my safety and survival. So seven now is the person that wakes up and goes, somebody ought to do something. Might as well be me. No, seriously. Yes. And then start and, and takes action. But it's different from five because five is an action taker. But seven takes action at the planetary level. Mm. See, seven has mastered five already. Knows that I can do anything anywhere, anytime. Five, so, uh, it, it's, it's still very much constrained by some dogma. Seven doesn't have dogma. Seven is a very free mind, very clear. Divide. It's, 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 the, it's, the, it's, the, it's such a complex thinking that Grace was saying that if you put together one person from values levels two, three, four, five, and six, all of those together in a room, and one values level seven in the other room, you give them the same problem, Seven will come with more answers in the same amount of time as all of those together mm. in the previous values levels. Would this be like because a like a Elon Musk? No. 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 Where where do you think his but, level thinking is? 
Well, I don't know who Elon Musk is. I didn't have Elon. You know, Elon Musk. Tesla. Need... Tesla. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't say I don't know who he is, but I right. don't know who he really is. All I know right. is his persona that I see in the in the media in the public. Mm -hmm. I see the persona. I don't know who he really is. I'm not with him at home. Yeah. To know who he really is. So that's why I'm saying I can make an educated guess as to how he thinks based on his public appearances, based on his actions, decisions, behaviors, how he, how he leads, what he's done since he bought Twitter and so on and so forth. His startling constellation and all this kind of stuff. I can make an educated guess, but truthfully, you don't know who somebody is unless you have a talk with them and you notice and you ask them certain direct questions. Yeah. Provided they will tell you the truth. So based on his persona, yeah, and, and what his actions are, he's doing solid five. Solid five and, and, and six opening up with, with the with the new break breakthrough technologies, application of breakthrough technologies. Yeah, but that's 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 what he's doing. Solid yeah. five. Yeah. yeah. Um is every time I've talked about this with people, and I'm sure you get the same, they get fascinated about like, oh, what's next? What's next? And it's almost like it's the goal of the seven is the best. That's why. And it's quite because obviously one's perceived as one and then seven, it's got to be better. Can you explain about that? For the people listening to this right now thinking, I know they're thinking going, well, how do I become seven? Because seven is the best, seven are the best. And what? can you talk into that? Like what, what, what is it actually about in terms of this in, in, in their own life right now? So here's the thing. The idea of of wanting to become something it's good because it it provides that that motivation that drive that that thing that makes us move toward that, right? But how do you become? It's actually very simple. You, in order to to get to a certain values level, you have to have resolved everything pertaining to all other values levels underneath. And that is, my friend, a hell of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it presupposes, the, see, this is where people miss, miss the boat. Because it, it presupposes that the neurology of the body and the brain grow to accommodate that level. Now, when you have people and go, I don't want to change this, they say, I don't want to grow my neurology further. Done. It's as simple as that. It's a process. It's not a technique. It's not something you do, oh, I'll do this now and I'll move to the next values level. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. It's here, oh, 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 here is, here is, here is where, where, where it is now. And here is where the problem the most people encounter. Morgan, here's the, 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 the problem. And when I say it, you're going to recognize it. People are not willing to put up with difficulties. People want it easy. Mm -hmm. And there is no way to grow because through challenges that we have every single day and we get to master this, master this, master this, master this, master that, that's how we grow. So here is a person that's super successful in the business and all of a sudden bust. They didn't pay attention to something, they went down. Now, and Six months later, you hear this person there again on top of the game. Now, that is a, the, the, the mark of a person that grows through values levels. Why? Because they didn't sit down, find a hole and crawl into it mm. and started crying. Mm -hmm. No, they go, okay, this happened. What do I do now? So the, the, the hardship, the difficulties, the heartbreak many times yeah. is what makes us grow. And this is where most people see it's, it's like, I know you, you, you teach it and, and, and you, and you talk a lot about leadership. Leadership has a price because you have to handle situations that are very difficult. And many people like the fruits of leadership. They love the power, the success, the advancement, the development, the accomplishments and all that. Right. But they don't want to pay the price, which is what? dealing with the burdens, dealing with the hardship, dealing with the trials, dealing with difficulties, responsibilities, the accountability, the suffering, the hurts, and all of that. That's the difficult part. But paradoxically, that's what moves a person through various levels. Yeah. There is no way around it. 
So then when people go, okay, I want, I want to be there, but I don't want to go through that. What they're saying, they're saying, I don't want to do that. I'll take the easy road. Because it's, uh, I, 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 I say this to people all the time. I think, I think I open up like my first event was saying this. It's like, if you want a life that's easy, you've got to do things that are hard. But if you want to have a life that's really hard, you, you do things that are easy right now. And, uh-huh. and I, I think it's because it's, it, well, it's a lot simpler to look at this right now and be like, Hey, is it easy for me to come home and just chill out and watch Netflix? Oh, that's so easy. I'm going to get some Ben and Jerry's while I'm at it. It's amazing. And then, but if you, and then if you look at, well, is it easy for me to do that or go to the gym tonight because I forgot to go to the gym today? It's way harder to go to the gym. But like, let's yes. fast forward that compound effect for 10 years of that, of continually choosing that option. Then one day they're like, oh my God, I have a heart disease. I'm overweight. I'm on this. Is, now that's, that's what they have to deal with. But I think a lot of people don't, like I think you mentioned before, people are short, short-term thinking. That, that's been the motivator for me, I think, all along, just thinking, I want to make sure when I'm 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, I'm every single time, every decade on my birthday, I'm like, damn, it got even better again. It got even better again. And and right. that's what that's what keeps me going when things are challenging or things are hard because I I just think I was like isn't this amazing that this is growth this is growth Friday now let's 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 be let's be honest and you know this very well and and you got the, the thinking of values level five but most people are are not doing this so it's you say to people but you have to put up with this and this and that easier said than done. Mm. See, because I encountered a lot of difficulties in my life. I'm not afraid of them. Yeah, but they're not pleasant. But I, I got, I got timeline therapy. And I, and I, and I, and I want to mention this. I want to absolutely mention this in this interview. Because it's, it's, there is no, no bunch of techniques in the world. The NLP, I mean, and it, it, timeline therapy is an offshoot of NLP yeah? and developed by Thea James. And, and uh, what is it? It's, it's, it's a bunch of techniques that allow you to let go of limiting beliefs, limiting decisions, negative emotions, ang- like anxiety, for instance, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, and all of that. So, and, and, and also a technique to, to, to use your future timeline to insert goals and actually that happen. So that's, that's in a nutshell what timeline therapy is. So I got the, the, the knowledge of this because it's easier said than done, Morgan. It's easy. You say to somebody, well, you have to put up with this, but it's when you are overwhelmed by negative emotions, mm. when you believe about yourself that you cannot, it's too hard. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not strong enough to, withheld, to withstand, rather, yeah, whatever life throws at you. It's very hard to move off the position you're, you're in because you feel unsafe. So how, how can people... So that's why I said if, how, if, how, if I was in charge, I would take the thing and go, everybody should learn timeline yeah. therapy because everybody has done the skill set and what they need in order to to free themselves from, from the stuck position. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So what would be your advice to somebody? Um, and, and look, I second that since doing timeline. Like, I love it because I'm very visual and it's quick. It's great. Yeah. I like it. It's quick. Um, it's very quick, yeah. For, for the people listening to this, you know, that, that haven't done it or can't do it or, you know, they haven't got there yet. Let's say for them to take something tangible right here, right now, they're listening to this and they're like, well, this is awesome. I understand. I, I do want to, I understand I'm, I'm up against a lot of challenges right now and, and hardships and things are happening. It feels like life just keeps beating me down time, 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 time again. What would be yes. your advice to them in to to push through this or to overcome fear, to overcome the, the feelings they may be facing or the doubts or the, the negative beliefs without doing timeline yet, what's something tangible they could do right now to help them sort of progress through that next year in their life? Well, there, 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 there are several options to everybody. So obviously the first thing I would say, take a training and learn it. Absolutely. It's worth investing in you and it's worth 10 times the investment that you make because you got it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Okay. So that would be the first, that, that would be my first answer. But I, I also admit that not everybody has the time and whatever, or the willingness to, to go there. And that's a matter of values levels again. Mm. Yeah. So then I would say at least buy a, buy a recording, buy a CD set, buy a whatever, and follow it from there because you can do that. And that it's not so cost invest, you know, 
it, it doesn't require much and you can do it whenever you want. Number three, then if that's not an option or not an interest for people, I would say then at least take out of your world or of your environment, people who tell you what you can't do and surround yourself with people that are supportive, people that are successful, people that are in the mindset of possibility rather than you know, necessity or the, the can't do mindset. Because yeah. those people, if you have around you and are supported in, in, in your environment, they'll drag you down. If you surround yourself, cut those naysayers out of your life. I know, again, easier said than done because sometimes they're members of your own family. <laughs> but surround yourself with, no, seriously. Yeah. yeah? But, but surround yourself with people that are, are pumping you up, supporting you, inspire you. You look at them and that they had this success and they go, how did you, how did you get there? What did you do? And they share with you what they did and what they, and then you go, oh, I can do that too. And then, so how you learn. And, and so the way they think it's supportive to you, it's a success mentality. It's a can do mentality. So that everybody can do that. And then discipline your life, discipline your life. As you said, it's easier to sit on the couch and no, I'm just too lazy. I'm not going to go to the gym. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's a matter of, of have your own will for what's good for you. Because it's very easy to be lazy. Everybody can be lazy. Sometimes I like to be lazy. Everybody wants to be lazy. And, but yeah. I know, okay, today I'm going to, this, this afternoon, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to hang, hang out. Good. But I'm conscious of that. Again, consciousness equals awareness. Yeah, I'm conscious. I'm consciously and willingly taking this afternoon off and I'm just going to be lazy, hang around. Tomorrow I'm going back on my program and I get done this. I, I have a list, I have a to-do list, plus everything else that comes on to me, plus all the trainings that I do and all this stuff. And I follow that. Now it's hard. It's a, it's, it's, it's a matter of, of willpower and disciplining yourself, but the results at the end are absolutely worth because your self-esteem increases, your results, your success, your everything. And then, and then really, really, Practically, you have a positive impact also in your community. You have a positive impact on others. Life all of a sudden becomes worth living. You become like, I am somebody. I, am, I, 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 I do matter. Look, this person has listened to my talk or as in my case, you know, has taken my training or whatever. Look what happened to them as a result of that. Their life changes and improves and you go, I did something good. Now, what's that doing to your self-esteem? What's that doing to your sense of self? Because we started to talk about, you know, ancient teachings and consciousness. What's that doing to your consciousness? Hmm. You see, everything's interconnected and interrelated, but it starts with you. You can't hmm. sit on the couch, do nothing, and expect things to happen to you. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, this has been amazing. Um... I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I know everyone, this is definitely such a different conversation than what we've usually had on here. So Adriana, where can everybody find you on social media, follow you and check out all the amazing things you have, get your books, courses, everything like that. So uh, uh, Adriana NLP, that's my uh, tag name for, uh, um, what is it? Um, most of the social media. Uh, so Adriana NLP. Um, Insta, I'm on Instagram and on Facebook. I'm uh, in uh, our website is nlpcoaching.com. That's where it's a, a schedule of events where people can see, you know, uh, I teach trainings in, in two countries. I teach live trainings, but also I teach trainings online because I mapped across exactly with the same level of excellence what we do live to online. And since online is such a big thing nowadays, gives people such an opportunity to work with, with clients as coaches. Yeah. Mm. Once they become coaches, they, they, they work with clients from all over the world, just from their own home, which is very convenient. So I do trainings online as well. All the schedule of events for Australia and for the United States is there at nlpcoaching.com. Awesome. I love it. All right, Adrian, to wrap this up, I've got one final question for you. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give her 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Do exactly what you've done. 
you're doing well. I will do exactly what I've done. I will do it all over again. And maybe off camera, I'll tell you some stories. People go, oh, you know, she's on top of the mountain and she's got such a wonderful life. Yeah, but it's built and it's built with sweat and pain and massive changes. I changed countries four times. And now I live in South Africa. <laughs> I lived in Germany, I lived in Romania, I lived in Germany, I lived in Australia, I lived in the US, and now I'm in South Africa. What do you want? And it's wonderful, by the way. Cape Town is a magnificent place. You should come and visit Morgan. You will love it. I will. It. Awesome. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story. And make sure you tag me for that shout-out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out loud.